Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Fisher and Maddie podcast. Uh, were you going for a spooky? Because that was just creepy. <sighs> Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> was that? Yeah, I was, try, I, I, I was more creepy. Yeah, I don't know. It was more creepy than anything. I, I mean, I'm, I'm skeeved out, but yeah. that's all right. <laughs> yeah, happy Halloween. We got a kind of a Halloween edition. Uh, we're going to be talking to Andrew McInville of Darlington. He's part of the PD Region Paranormal. It's a local paranormal group that's around here. And uh, they on the regular, they, uh, they help out uh, people that need basically, and they, they have cases, real live cases of hauntings. Andrew, you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right, so uh, welcome to the welcome to the podcast, Andrew. Okay, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. All right, now, Andrew, I right off the bat have uh, questions <laughs> because when Fisher told me we were talking to a paranormal. Now, if you're not familiar with us, Fisher is a believer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He believes in ghosts and all that stuff and aliens, and I am not. And I don't know much about it on top of that. Mm -hmm. But when he told me we were talking to a paranormal person, I thought you guys just had a group that was together, a group of friends, and you probably go and investigate like Bingham's Light. You just go out there and check out what it is. But now he's saying that you help people in need. So I just am wondering what your group is all about. Uh, Well, basically, we're a group of people. I mean, I'm from Darlington. The rest of us are really from like Rockingham and that area. Mm -hmm. Uh, We basically go out. Anybody that needs help, they contact us through our Facebook page, through our website, any of that stuff. We go in, try to see if we can figure out a solution for what's going on. If we can't, we set up all our equipment, try to see if we can catch what they're seeing or what they're hearing to try to help them out and see if we can get rid of it if we can. Gotcha. Now, again, it's the PD Region Paranormal. As a matter of fact, speaking of Rockingham, I had the opportunity years ago to go to the old Rockingham Jail, I think it was, uh, years ago. And that was an experience uh, because I was in that jail and we had a spirit box. Now, if if you're listening to this podcast, there's going to be a lot of uh, equipment technology that you might not have heard of before. Maddie, do you know what a spirit box is? No. Andrew, do you want to tell Maddie what a spirit box would be? Can you give her the correct definition? Basically, it's a device called an SP7 that when you turn it on and you you basically it goes through frequencies of the radio station Mm -hmm. and you hook it up to like a speaker and a spirit can come through that and talk to you basically. And you may not hear exactly with your ears what it actually says. You play it back on a recorder. Yeah, yeah. You play it back you might hear something completely different. Well, on my in my instance, the one that really got me with Rockingham at the jail, they had one of those spirit boxes and my sister was there and some other friends and uh, we were we were with another group and I'll never forget we were in the part where the the bad criminals go. Like I, I don't know what I guess death row basically for for that old jailhouse. And we turned the spirit box on and we just started asking questions because you're supposed to like ask questions. And then we'd pause and it was going through the frequencies and then it said my name. And then we asked it again, what'd you say? And it said my name again. And then it said, uh, I'm cute or something like that. 
It said I was cute. And then on that oh, instance. Oh, Lord, we I, know that thing was dead. Well, I know. Hey, I was like, in a jailhouse? I was like, uh, no, nah, I guess I'm pretty for jail. But I, I walked out. I, I got a little little, little scared. I did. I, I got a little freaked out. But it was weird. And then we went back to listen to it again, like you were saying, just to make sure we had heard that. And you could hear it clear as day. Like it was saying my name and it was and it, it said something about um, that I was cute or, or pretty or something like that. And that it was it was really, really weird. But then we had it on. We had the audio. It was really creepy. So with you guys, that was my experience. How did you get into it, Andrew? How did you say, man, I'm going to join a group like this and start a group like this? OK, I'll tell you mine. I got um, one of my co-founders here, Brian. I'll let him tell you how he got in it, too. Yeah. Also, for me, I've always been kind of curious about the paranormal field. Um, it was just like 2005 spring break. Me and my brother, we had some friends over at my mom's, and we happened to take a picture, saw like a, some kind of figure in it. So it, that whole week we were kind of doing some investigating at the home, and it turned out it was kind of like a demonic-type spirit that was there. And we saw anything from cloaked figures, they were scratching, and... Some had a phone call from what we thought was our friend that sounded like he was possessed, but I think it was just that demon trying to manipulate us, basically. Oh, wow. So you had a demonic entity, pretty much. That's your first experience. During spring, yeah. break, spring break of 05, you get a demonic. Like what, now, what did you do after that? Once you guys kind of did an investigation on it, you guys kind of came to the assumption that's what it was. Did it, like, follow you out, or what happened? No, I, I mean, after that, after that week, it kind of just went away. So I'm guessing one of Whoever the friend was that was seemed like he was possessed or something it may have followed him at the time, mm. and but now he seems to be okay. So I don't know, but I mean we we still have those minor things at my mom's house, but it's nothing bad. Ah, so you don't really have the instances coming up, but that's scary. Mm, that is scary. Now, what about your friend? Hey, how you doing? I'm Brian Horton, uh, co-founder of PD Region Paranormal. Hey, Brian, tell us your story. How did you get involved with the paranormal? Pretty much. Uh, basically, when I was a young kid, around about 11, I always catch myself in the library pulling out books on the paranormal and reading on crazy stuff. And my kind of started back when my grandfather died. I was sitting downstairs watching TV at his house, and the dog was staring at the, at the chair upstairs. I looked up and seen him sitting there. I was like, what are you doing, boy? And I went back, and he was gone. Ever since then, I've been hooked. Mm, and, that's uh, scary. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I imagine. We'll see. You either go the other way. You go either only, only two ways to go. You're either going to get freaked out and never want to be around anything like that and just be scared, or you're going to say, "Hey, this is kind of interesting. I need to do some more, some more into this, into this world of paranormal." That's that's interesting. Kind of like draw me in. I've been hooked ever since. It's like a calling. Yeah, something I was called to do. So. Now, how many cases have you guys? So, you basically, when did the organization start with you guys, and how many cases have you worked on total? Uh, we started August of 2017 as this group. We had two other groups that merged into one. Um, here, I can't really say how many cases we've done. We've been pretty busy for yeah, the last at least year and a half. Really. So that's a little scary to hear. <laughs> you guys been so well, busy. What's a typical? Okay, I'll share my story. Yeah, I live in my house and I moved in and I thought there was ghosts in the attic and it really just turned out to be a squirrel up there. Oh yeah. If I was somebody that called you guys and was like, "Hey, I think there's a ghost in my attic," what would you do? Like, how would you investigate it? We would go in, and if you say it's in the attic, we would go probably to the attic 
and just do a complete look around, see what's up there, see if we can debunk what's going on. And that's the first thing we always do, try to debunk. And if it's nothing paranormal to relieve the client, if we can. I mean, that would be the first thing we do. Basically, like in your situation, talking about a squirrel in the attic, we go up and look around, look for animal droppings, yeah. any access points they can get into, is any frayed wire or anything that we can kind of put two and two together. Okay, we've got chewing here and droppings. So there's got to be an animal up here. Gotcha. Uh, so gotcha. you're familiar with that type of thing? Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. Uh, what other what other kind of ways to debunk? Like what? Like for me, it was an animal. But what other kind of ways have people called and thought maybe it was a ghost, but it really was explainable? Like there's a easy explanation, not easy, but a, a rational explanation. Probably one of the easiest we've had has been like radiation or like EMF, which is electromagnetic fields. So if you have high EMF fields. And, and you're sensitive to it, it can make you hallucinate, it can make you feel sick. They something there when it's not, and stuff like that. We've had one case where we had um, old wiring that was doing creating radiation that was making them hear stuff that, that wasn't there. Oh, wow. wow. That is creepy. That's creepy in itself right there, you know? But that's good you guys kind of figured it out. And, okay, now we talked about stuff that's been debunked. Let's talk about the goods. Let's talk about the stuff that... People, I mean, you know, people witness this stuff. I watch a lot of the shows, and I'm sure you guys do. Uh, I've actually been around some of the psychic mediums, and I and I'm friends with some. And 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 I want to know what you guys have spe- experienced here in the PD within Rockingham, because we reached Rockingham, we reached that area, Laurenburg, we reached that uh, Darlington. Uh, without saying, I know you got to keep your cases private, but maybe just opening up a little bit about the the most spookiest cases you guys dealt with. I mean, one of the latest ones we've done was uh, the Southern Terrence at the estate here in Rockingham. Um, we, we did, like, a special, like, get-together there, and we had an investigation. I mean, we've had, with that one, we had female-like voices. We had walking. Uh, we had a door that shut on its own. We had it on video, actually, showing it shut. Oh, wow. So that's a documented video right there. See, Maddie? Now, how can you not believe? When you got documentation, Maddie. See, Maddie's the non-believer on the show. When you got documentation on video of a door shutting, and then here, these guys will debunk it. Like if it was like a wind blowing or, you know, if there was a you know, the air thing. How would you what, – what do you still think? You still thinking uh, – I would just be like, no, it's just the wind or, <laughs> oh, the, 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 the hinges – you know, tightened or up and they wanted up. to they wanted to close. That's what I would think. I'm sure they debunked that though. <laughs> what do you what do you guys think? Do now? you guys go into like what's your objective when you go into a house? Is it to try to explain it or to try to find a spirit? Yeah, our first thing is to try to explain what's going on. because uh, probably fifty, sixty percent of our cases you can go in and debunk what's actually going on. Uh that's the easiest way to help the client. If we can't, then that's when we try to worry about seeing what's actually going on. Gotcha. Now, how much equipment do you guys got? I, uh, you, you said you got like a spirit box. What other kind of equipment are you guys using? I know the game is, is the technology is taking the game uh, to the next level, basically, when it comes to the paranormal, because there's so much stuff out there. What are you guys using? What's your tried and true equipment that you guys use? For the most part, we have about everything you see on TV and anything from like DVR systems with cameras. Uh, we have camcorders, regular recorders, and then we have the spirit box. We also have what we call like a, we have a phasma box app that we just started using. 
that's similar to like the spirit box, but instead you have like one program that only has what the spirit says will come through, basically. Really? And, mm. Yeah, and I got Brian to tell you there's a something that we actually built. They actually built too. I'll let them tell you that one. Really? Uh, have you ever seen the thing on TV called the Warner Box or the Portal? You see on some of these shows that got all the flashing lights on it. They use uh, basically we built one kind of like that, but we call it Static Box. It works similar to that way, but we get good results out of that. Is that the one that's Brian? Is that the one like I was about to say? Is that the one that's kind of like uh, the Xbox Connect? It kind of looks like that. Uh, no, so that's the SLS camera. That's the where you see the stick figures. So we have one of those as well. What? Basically, the static box is when we build it. It's got like a mini guitar amp. Uh huh. Going to a, a mini reverb pedal from a guitar and a noise blocker. Basically, we run through. The uh, app through that, and we cut out all the background noise, everything, everything that comes through it, just what the spirit saying. No jibber jabber, nothing. Just straight up, whatever spirit says, what comes through. Whoa, that's that's creepy. That's cool. You made that too, huh? Yes, sir. Can I ask you guys? So, okay, I know this is going back to basics, but so you guys believe in ghosts? Yes, ma'am. Do you believe in aliens? Uh, yes, ma'am. It's stuff that you can't explain. that has been going on. It's kind of hard to. Disbelieve him. Like I said, I used to believe in Bigfoot, you know. Like I said, but I'm not going to believe it until I see it. But people keep researching. There's got to be something out there that's getting people to think there is one. I mean, all the evidence they're finding. So, you know, hadn't been seen yet, but, you know, you never know. Yeah. yeah. Do you believe in, um, so I'm Catholic, and, you know, Catholics believe in, uh, po- like, you could get possessed and they bring people to get exercise from the priest. Do you guys believe in that stuff? Um, yes, ma'am, totally. So we've dealt, we've dealt firsthand with one of those one one time. We didn't know what was getting into, and that's what it was. Find out the the guy was actually possessed. Oof. So that was what I was going to ask you. So do you ever get phone calls from people that are just dealing with a lot of stuff, like maybe noises or possessions or feelings, or they don't feel good, and they they are so thankful to talk to you just so that they can have somebody that believes what they're trying to say? Uh, yes, ma'am. We get that a lot. I mean. Let's them vent out and let them know they're not crazy, and we can kind of give them a better understanding of what's going on and help them feel better and more comfortable in their own home. That's our main goal. Yeah, see, that's that's good. That's what the whole group's all about probably, right? I mean, just helping people out and letting people know that they're not crazy. Yes, sir. Mm. Now, okay, there's a lot of cases, like you said, and you said probably 50% of them are debunked. With those cases, now the ones that aren't that aren't debunked, how long does it usually take? Do you guys take weeks, days, or even months to do more investigation? Like, do you go back to another site, like a reoccurring, on a reoccurring basis, like to, to follow up on to make sure, like a, a demon or a demonic entity or a or a ghost is still there? Or how does that work? How does the ca- actual case, like when you know there's something there, how does that work, and how long does it last? I guess it really all varies by case. Because a lot of our cases, we can get done within a day. There's certain ones that they're really bad. We may have to go back one or two, three times to make sure we get everything done. Um, but a lot of our cases we pretty much have done within a day. Wow, that's really fast. What about, okay, like Maddie was talking about, you know, she's Catholic. I was, I, I was raised Catholic. Uh, and we're talking about, do you have like priests or preachers um, to help you? You know what I mean? Like do you have some, do you have a religious uh, you know, sect that, that can come out and help you guys in case you do run into those demonic entities, or how's that work? I mean, we have two different ways. We have my cousin who's in the group. Mm-hmm. He is basically an ordained minister, so he uh, he's the one that blesses our water for holy water, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. 
we also have a preacher that's starting to back us now that because we have a TV show that's about to air probably the end of December, sometime in December or January. Oh. And he's a preacher too, so he's on our side if we ever need him to. Wow, that's awesome. Now you got a TV show. Let's talk about the TV show. Can you talk about it, or is it still kind of under wraps? You can't talk about it. I mean, we could talk about it. I don't, we don't know, like, definitive, like, when it's going to start. So mm-hmm. It's going to be on free air TV. Mostly it's up in Lumberton. I don't, Brown Florence, I don't know if you can pick it up on Antenna, but it is going to be on Roku and Apple TV also. Wow. Well, when it comes out, you guys have to get back in touch with us, and we'll make sure to let everybody know where to watch it. Yeah, definitely. We'd love to to, to, to learn but more about it. I want to know how you protect yourselves. So yeah. you go into a house that's haunted. How do you protect yourselves from the spirits getting on you? Well, to start with, we all pretty much have crosses we carry in some form. Uh, whenever we get there, before we enter to start, we always say a prayer. Um, and then as we leave, you always say a prayer also to kind of make sure nothing follows you back. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, but are, how come all ghosts are always scary? Aren't there any good ghosts? Yeah, there's always gone. There's there's not all evil. They're not all bad. I mean, we've run into a bunch of them that are just trapped because either the way they've died or something like that, they're kind of trapped here, and we have to help them get to the other side. Now, do you find those ghosts to be more residual? They do residual hauntings. Now, residual hauntings for Maddie or somebody you know checking us out this podcast. That's like basically it's it's the same thing happening over and over again. Like you know the 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 doors, the cabinets might open, the cabinets might open, and, and the kitchen. Do you ever notice that's that's what those are connected a lot, or how does that work? Well, I mean, residual ghosts a lot of times they just don't know you're there. They're just. They have a routine they do maybe once a day, once a week, once a month, whatever. Um, those are just basically just energy from that spirit whenever they were living. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other type ghosts, I mean, that that's ones that actually know you're there. They're intelligent. And those can be good or evil either way. Um, but those are the ones you have to help kind of cross over if we can. Or if it's evil, you have to try to get rid of it. All right, I'm going to ask Brian. Both we got Brian and Andrew on 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 the phone right now. All right, one at a time. Okay, Brian, let's talk with Brian real quick. Brian, out of all your cases, what happened to you that just really still to this day gives you chills? Like you're like you had to maybe even back out of the case. You might have to take a step back out of the house or wherever you were at. Tell us about that case and what where it went down. Maybe not who, of course, don't you know? Keep keep uh, everybody anonymous, but we'd love to lo- know the location here in the PD. If there was a spot that you were like, "Whoa, this is it for me." Well, I really, me personally, I've I've never come to a case. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to back down for any cases. Uh, but it was actually a sat out in the sanatorium. There's a guy out there. I've run to him a couple times. A spirit called Donald, and he don't like me for some reason, but. Uh, was investigator. I guess I kind of taunted him a little bit. When I cut across the hall, he kind of picked me by my throat, threw me against the wall. Whoa. Whoa. So it literally this spirit picked you up off the ground and threw you against the wall. Yes, sir. Holy smokes. You might have, okay, we, we can't see you. How, what's your, what's your size? What height are you? Uh, about five, six, probably about two thirty. So you're a big guy, you know, that's not <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. Threw you against the wall. Hmm. Yeah, that would shake me up. I don't know about you, Maddie. That would shake me up if a, if a well, there was driven. nobody around you. Uh, they the, like Andrew and Rob seen me when I cut across the hall when it happened. My feet just came off the ground. I was against the wall. Oh my goodness! You saw it, Andrew? Yeah, yeah. It was directly in front of me. 
Oh, geez. And there's no explanation for it. You just saw him move, out, but without. Yeah, yeah, it was just me, him, and then my cousin. My cousin was in front of both of us. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that that was the only three people in that area. Wow. All right, going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear from Andrew in his scariest case. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, now, what about you, Andrew? Now, we heard about Brian's. What about you? What was the one case that really gave you the chills? You, you, you know, you were just like, man, this is, this is, a little, this is really real. Yeah, I've never really had anything that's made me scared or anything either, but I mean, there's been two cases that kind of, the same one he was talking about, but it was another part of it when we were leaving to go back to the main area where we sleep at. I mean, I had him behind me and my cousin in front of me, and both of them got scratched, one on one side, one on the other side, so they like his neck. Mm. And then also in Sherall, we had a case, and that, and that was the one about the possession. Oh, and wow. we, I mean, I, he was right in front of me a couple times, and his eyes turned black. Mm. Multiple times we saw that. His eyes turned black? Yes. Oh, goodness. So what happened? The people called you because they felt like the guy was suffering? No. I mean, we got there. It was supposed to be just a, a basic residual case, really. And that that's what we ended up having. Mm. Wow. Whoa. So do you guys just wait for somebody to contact you? Or do you sometimes... You'll go investigate, like you hear a house that's creepy, you'll go and investigate it. Yeah, we do both. I mean, most of our cases right now have always been people calling us. But we do have places we want to investigate, so we call them and try to get permission and stuff to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of half and half. Nice. Okay, so because I, I we know of a few different places. I always tell Maddie, I'm like, that place right there, that's haunted. There's places all around. And I feel like being in South Carolina and North Carolina, being in the Carolinas, I feel like there's a lot – of haunted places around here. Do you guys feel the same way? Is that why you guys, another reason why you guys started the group PD Regional Paranormal? Yes, sir. I mean, it's just one of those why? things. Why? How come? How come they stay here? Yeah. It's hard to say. They could have like a life, they could, like when they could have died tragically, don't let her dead. Mm. And that's why they're still here. Now, a lot of it around here, too, is because of all the war and everything that we had come through here. Civil oh, war, yeah. I didn't think about Civil that. War. There's a lot of historic. I was about to say this. There's a lot of historical. Because, you know, Charleston, like, Maddie's from Charleston. And they say Charleston's got a lot. I mean, they even have those, you know, the haunting walks you can go on and, and learn more about the tours. But they say with the, the historical value of Charleston, I could see that, yeah. Now, with you guys, okay, we got Andrew, we got Brian on. How many are in the PD region paranormal group right now? How many as a whole do you have? How many members? I'd say overall active members. Probably about seven to eight is what we have right now. Gotcha. Um, do you guys ever f- hear of any ghost animals? Uh, every once in a while, we, we come across like a few cats or whatnot. I mean, you know, they're spirits too. I mean, you know, not too many of them, but in some cases you run through, you see like a little dark shadow dart across the floor and come to find out you hear cat noises and ain't no cat around, so... Oh, I wow. knew it would be cats. Those cats are evil. That's <laughs> yeah, why. Maddie hates cats. She hates Not- cats. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you guys got seven and eight 
active uh, members. Now everybody plays a role. Like Andrew, you're like you're one of the lead investigators. Uh, do you have like somebody that goes and does like historical stuff to look up? Like when you get a case to look up the you know the background of the house or whatever wherever building you're at. Do you have somebody like that? And what different roles do you guys use and have on on the team? Yeah, we have probably two of them that look up history and everything on on it. Uh, we have there's two co-founders that we have in the group, um, and I have we have two lead investigators and a senior investigator, uh, which is basically kind of your management group. Gotcha. And then you have some, a couple people in the tech department, which are in charge of setting up equipment, tearing down the equipment, and, and helping to go over evidence, stuff like that. And wow. also, what if you feel like something's going on in your house? What are some things that I could do just as a normal person? Like some of the things I could do maybe for peace of mind before I would take the step of actually calling in the professionals like y'all. You can basically walk through, get your feelings. You can sit out a digital recorder and sit there and let it run all night. See, pick, any, pick anything up. Um, try to debunk the stuff yourself. If you're hearing noise somewhere, go listen to if it's a refrigerator clanging or ice falling or if you have any drafted windows or anything like that. Mm. That's a, Yeah, those are good tips right there. What? Okay, now I know you guys deal mostly with hauntings, like Maddie said before, because you are the PD region paranormal. Have you had any cases that are like UFO related or related to like a Bigfoot or, you know, the Lizard Man even? Because, you know, that's in Bishopville. That's the, Oh, I do believe in Lizard Man. She does I love believe the in Lizard she, Man. Yeah, she believes in the Lizard Man. <laughs> she believes in Lizard Man. This girl won't believe in ghosts now, but she believes no, in Lizard Man. I, I'm like, Lizard man. man is real. But no, do you guys have any other cases besides just hauntings? Because you, cause it's, with PD region paranormal, I imagine you guys could do more than just, it's everything paranormal. Normal, correct? Yes, sir. But we ain't really had anybody can call something about UFOs or anything yet or any Bigfoot yet. I say yet. Yeah, you know? yeah. You never know, right? You never know. Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't one of you from North Carolina? Bigfoot is popular in North Carolina. I went to visit Asheville and Brevard area mm-hmm. over the summer, and they have Bigfoot like plaques, like lots of touristy stuff for Bigfoot because there's a lot of sightings up there. Oh, yeah, there's quite a few squatchers down here. (laughs) That's what you call them, squatchers? Yes, ma'am. Oh, I didn't know that. Now, see, I'm not a big believer in Bigfoot. I'm not really. That's that's the least. My thing is definitely ghosts. I'm a big, it's in the spirits, ghosts, demonic entities. I believe in all that. Uh, Now, question, with your cases, do you have a lot dealing with, I'm just curious for my own knowledge here. Do you have a lot of your cases? I don't know if you can think about this or if maybe you have it written down for info. Are your cases, do some of them really relate to like Ouija boards? Are Ouija boards involved? Uh, yes, sir. Okay. So, the, most of the negative spirits we run into has come from a Ouija board. Okay. So it is a thing. Like people, some, so, you know, because people always say, oh, you know, the Ouija board, you could buy it at the toy store. You could buy it at, you know, like the department store. And then they're like, no way, the Ouija board's connected to. You know, evil, but when you guys are saying it, so some of your cases really do connect to a Ouija board, and that's how they're bringing them in, huh? They bring the the bad spirits in. Yeah, so a lot of people when they do these Ouija boards, they think it's a game, but really it's not. Once they use them, they open up a, a gateway, but when they're done, they never close that gate; just leave it open. Oh, that's scary. That is scary. Well, right there. so you would you guys play with a Ouija board? That's our number one rule: we don't mess with Ouija boards or seances. Good oh, you don't wow. do seances either? No, ma'am. No. Why? Because you think that then the the bad ghosts will come through? That's just open up a portal and let negative in. It's just something we don't believe in using Ouija boards or seances. 
Mm-hmm. Got yeah. Now, do you? I've heard this, and I don't know if this is true. We th- another experience I had growing up with was with the Ouija board, and uh, you know we started hearing things around the house. You know what I mean? So my, I remember my dad burned. My sister had a Ouija board. So he burned it. He burned the Ouija board, and we didn't start. We st- and the and the noises stopped. Is that something like like if you know your cases have involved Ouija boards? How do you deal with that? You tell them to get rid of the Ouija board, or do you tell them to burn it, or how does that work? Nine times out of ten, we have one of the case that no longer have the Ouija board. They've gotten rid of it. Oh, really? Oh, and it's just the spirit's still there. The demonic entity's still there. Yes, sir. Wow. Well, then what do you do? How do you get it out? A lot of prayer, burning sage, uh, Pelio Santos, and confronting it and driving it out. What do you say, Compinio Santos? Yes, ma'am. What's that? It's basically a holy wood that comes from, from Brazil. It's saying that the um, negative spirits don't like the smell of it. Oh. Oh, wow. I heard a sage, though. I, I yeah. know that gets rid of bad juju in the house, right? Yeah, you light it, yeah. right? And then go around. I've never witnessed anybody that had to do the sage. I heard about that, too, though. I've heard about the sage. Uh, that's Oh, so do you guys do cleansings? Like, if you just want somebody to come to your house and, like, just cleanse it, do you do that? Uh, Rob does majority of that. He goes through and bless house, pray it will stop the house, put holy water on it and everything. Mm. That's interesting. So those are different ways you can kind of kind of get around. Now, okay, again, if you're just joining the podcast and checking everything out on the podcast, this is PD Region Paranormal. They're right here in the PD. We got Andrew and Brian on now. Andrew and Brian, tell them uh, how they can get in touch. Maybe somebody is checking out this podcast, you know, is is dealing with something like this. How can they get out and, and get in touch with you guys? Can you give them your contact info? Yeah, you can go to Facebook and look up PD Region Paranormal. It'll have a link to be able to message us. Or you can go to uh, PDRegionParanormal.com, and there's an email link down at the bottom where you can put in what you need and email it to us, and we'll get in touch with you. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, how many cases are you are, are active right now for you guys? Do you know offhand? Right now, I don't think we have any active. Um, we have some that we may have upcoming, but at this moment, I don't think we have any right now. Do you have any Halloween plans? Uh, we've been doing a lot here the past whole month really doing events for people and doing a downtown ghost walk with Rockingham. And right. I think this afternoon we got planned to go set up a table uptown and have out candy to kids and everything. Well, that's nice. Oh, well, uh, do you feel like spirits are more active during this time of year or, or it doesn't matter? It doesn't really matter. Spirits are active all the time. Nine times a ten, they're more active during the day than they are at night, to be honest with you. Really? Yes, ma'am. It's the reason why people investigate at night is because it's more calm and quiet and you can hear a little bit better, but there's a lot, lot of activity going on during the day that you're not aware of. Wow. That's interesting right there. Because you might be away from your house. You might be at, like, at work when stuff's happening. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> That's creepy. Well, thank you so much, guys, for being on the podcast, first of all. We really appreciate it. And, uh, again, PD Region Paranormal right here in the area. What if I want to go and uh, what if I want to go see a ghost? Do you guys do that? Take people to see ghosts? I mean, there are times we give, we do like giveaways or we have raffles, stuff like that. And we also, there are times we have people come along with us to do investigations on because we just got done recently with, um, they had a charity auction for kids um, of this area and somebody won an investigation and we went to Sherall and did one last week. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, we need to, if you, if, if, if there's an open invite, we need to take Maddie on one because 
She, no, no. She, we got we to take her on one. And All make her I know is if there is a ghost, it'll it's going to come on me. That's what I'm <laughs> You think it'll come home with you and everything? Yeah, because I because they want to they want to prove. We'll take her down to St. Albans Sanatorium in Rapid, Virginia. She'll be a believer then. Oh, the sanatorium. Ooh, Ooh yeah. That sounds Ooh. That sounds bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, that sounds scary. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys. Again, happy Halloween. Thank you so much. And uh, uh, anybody checking this out, again, if you have any troubles, you know, reach out to Andrew, Brian, the whole team, PD Region Paranormal. We appreciate you guys. Well, thank you so for having us. All right, so there you go, Maddie. What do you think? Are you a believer now? You, I'm not a believer, but, I, you know, I've, I'm, I'm not a judgmental person. I'm always open to new ideas and I'm open to what's going on out there. And bottom line, I think what those guys do helps people Yeah. because if you have things going on that you can't explain, you need somebody to believe you. Mm -hmm. And that's what those guys do. So I think it's a great service. So, you know, I think it was a good podcast. Yeah, it was until the next podcast, next episode, we'll have a new one for you every week on Thursdays. We usually have them. You can always subscribe and uh, you'll get the updates, notifications when the new one comes on. It's all free. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.